Wow, last week was insane. I had a brand new masterclass that I taught for free to my email list, Instagram, and Facebook group. We had an absolute blast. I went over the three-part framework to effortlessly scaling a profitable business, and there were so many breakthroughs. It was so much fun. I just cannot stress that enough. It was so much fun. And I plan on teaching this masterclass again, so if you wanna register for the next spot, go to profitplanner.co slash scale. I'll make sure to keep this page updated each month, so go check it out and see when the nearest date is. I would love to hang out with you at this masterclass. I think you will have so many breakthroughs about how to actually scale your business right now. If you feel like you are stuck and you are making the same amount of money every month, you have no idea how to scale your business, you have no idea how to add multiple streams of income into your business, you just want want a freaking business that makes consistent income and supports the lifestyle you want to have. I get it. Totally get it. I've been there and I've gone through it and I have a solution and I'm going to talk about it in the masterclass. So get excited. Go to profitplanner.co slash scale to sign up for free and I'll see you over there. Now for this interview, Elle from Wonderfell has created a system inside her business to where she's only working three days per month. Yeah, she has bashed her entire weeks and she chooses when to work. It's amazing. And she gives us so much insight into how this works for her. Oh, and um, she runs three different businesses. I don't want to forget that part because that just makes this whole thing even more incredible. So I don't want to waste any more time. Let's just dive into this interview. Hey, Elle, welcome to the show. Hey, Haley. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to dive into how you managed to batch your weeks to run three businesses, working only three days per month, because I think all of your amazing productivity strategies can apply to anyone's business. But before we do, I want you to tell them what you do, because you have some amazing offers on the table. <laughs> yeah, so um, I am, you know, I'd say overall, I'm a product stylist and brand photographer. But what I really do is run three separate but interconnected businesses. So first of all, I do product styling and brand photography, commercial photography for uh, female business owners. Um, and that's all custom work that I do for mainly lifestyle and beauty brands. And then I also run the Styled Stock Society, which is a stylish stock photography subscription for female entrepreneurs. And that is a membership or subscription-based business. And then I also am the, let's say, creative director of uh, Mochi in the City, which is the brand um, based around my Instagram famous dog, Mochi. Um, she has over 100,000 followers on Instagram. Um, she's a model, influencer, and um, unfortunately, she cannot respond to her own emails or take her own photos. So I, <laughs> I am kind of the human behind that aspect um, of her business. So kind of interrelated things, they all have to do with creating content and photography and um, working with brands, whether they're small businesses or large brands um, that we work with with Mochi. Um, but to me, they are separate <laughs> and not necessarily equal, but um, they definitely require different things when it comes to planning the behind the scenes and figuring out you know, what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis to make sure that everything is running. Nice. I love that. And that is so funny. I didn't think I, I don't think I knew about your dogs. Yeah, it's funny because I, um, a lot of times, like I go to events for my dog. And just this past weekend, I was at 
um, dessert bowls, which is an event where they bring in lots of different restaurants and bakeries and places with just really cool dessert. Um, and they do it in New York and LA. And we were invited, well, I would say Mochi was invited um, to a press preview. And so I'm there taking pictures of my dog with like really cool desserts. And someone was like, are you L?" And I was like, yes. And they were like, oh yeah, like I'm on your email list. Like I follow you on Instagram. And I was like, wait, you know who I am? Not my dog. Because most people don't like know who I am when I go to events. They're just like, oh, it's Mochi. Mochi's here. And they'll like have full on conversations with her. Like she can respond to them. And I'm just like there in the background. But yeah, it's funny because like for my business, it's like all about me. And then I get in mochi mode and I'm very behind the scenes and people don't even know that she's my dog a lot of the time, but they follow her on Instagram. That is so funny. I love that. Okay. So now I think we should go through each of your businesses. So I guess let's start with a styled stock business first. Now, how have you been able to automate and streamline that to where you bashed your week? Yeah, so what I actually do is I have, um, so I don't bash my weeks per business. I bash my weeks per types of tasks. Um, so I basically have like CEO week, um, which is my planning, strategizing, like setting priorities for the month week. And then I have my content week, which is content creation um, for the Stop Stock Society, for my clients. A lot of times for Mochi also, her business is a little bit different because it depends on like what types of things we're doing in a given month. And then I have my marketing week. So um, for each business, I have a marketing focus every month. It's one singular focus. Um, sometimes it's the same focus for all of them. Sometimes it's different for each of them, but I just have one week where I focus on marketing and nothing else. Oh, and then I have a flex week where um, I don't normally work, to be honest. I am either traveling or I'm scheduling things like doctor's appointments or just like hanging out, like not, not doing work-related things because I find that the more um, – time that I can put into myself and in self-care and into traveling and exploring the more productive I am during the weeks that I do work. Um, and I'm not the type of person who like, I like having flexibility, but I don't like having like breaks in my day where I, you know, like I'm working on something and then like I go to the park for a few hours. Not that that doesn't ever happen, but I'm more of the type of person who like when I'm working, I'm working and I get in work mode and I don't really want distractions. And then I do want to have that time where like I'm not working at all, but I can actually say like, okay, there's a week every month where I can do whatever I want. I don't have to do any work. I'm not going to think about it. And I don't feel guilty. I don't feel like I should be doing something else because I've said like, this is my no work time. Um, so it just forces me to be really productive during the weeks that I am working. Right. I love that. And, you know, I think that goes back to the saying of you're going to fill your time. And I have found that to be so true. And that's why I definitely constrain my time on when I'm spending on a project. So if I give myself five hours, I'm probably going to spend five hours. But if I give myself two and a half, I'll only spend two and a half because I know that's my deadline. It's like your mind somehow fills up time blocks. If you don't, yes, I'm huge on time blocking and like putting everything on my calendar. I mean, I think like for me, the biggest things that have like allowed me to do three businesses working three weeks a month are automating, outsourcing, but then prioritizing the time that I am working because 
just because, you know, I have a finite amount of time, like I want to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can. And that means being super organized. It means, you know, having everything mapped out in Asana with like specific deadlines. So like, you know, when everything is due and it's going to happen, I know you're super into, you know, like color coded calendars and, and getting things done. And I'm the same way. Like I need to like visually see like, these are the things that you're doing. You're not doing anything that's like not here. <laughs> Because you see why Elle and I are friends now. <laughs> it's so true, though. I think mm -hmm. that a lot of entrepreneurs sort of make excuses that, like, I don't have time for that, or I don't, yeah. um, I don't have time for that. It's kind of the business thing, and it, it doesn't. You don't not have time. You're just not prioritizing the time that you do have to do whatever the thing is that you're making an excuse for. And there's plenty of, you know, like I don't happen to have kids. So I think there's a lot of people who are like, well, I have kids and I have this, or like I have a day job, you know, in some people's cases. And like, not everyone has the same amount of time, but the time that you do have, you can use it strategically to actually get the things done that you need to do oh, and yeah. not spend time doing things that maybe aren't moving your business forward or aren't priorities in your business. So like I don't spend time doing a lot of things that I think a lot of people tell you to do first of all. Um, and people think that is productive or even a good use of their, their marketing time. So like, for example, I don't spend time like hanging out in Facebook groups, like trying to make friends and like answering mm -hmm. people's questions and things like that. And I know that like a lot of people do that and maybe that works for their business and it, you know, by, connecting with other entrepreneurs that way. Like you meet people and you get referrals and things like that. And if that works for you, that's great. But it doesn't work for, like it doesn't do anything for my business. I'm not trying to meet potential clients in Facebook groups. I'm not trying to like share my expertise like by like responding to comments in Facebook groups. I honestly find that when I go into Facebook groups, I end up like scrolling and then I get like emotional about like people's like, <laughs> People have like issues and they're sharing them and they're like, I have a situation with this client and I just get like, eh, like, why are you even in this situation? You shouldn't be in this situation. It's just like a time suck for me. So I'm just like, nope, not for me. I like don't go in a Facebook group unless someone specifically tags me like because it's like related to me or they like want to share something that I did and then I'm like, okay, thanks. But for me, it was like one of the things that I recognize is the time suck and I'm like, I'm just not doing this. Like it's X'd out of my life. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And going back to what you said about a lot of entrepreneurs say, we don't have time for that. I hear all the time, I don't have time to plan. And I'm like, but do you realize that if you planned even a quarter in advance, a month in advance, some even a week in advance, let's be honest, if you planned, you would save hours. Like hour, you would carve days off of your entire year. Like you would probably carve an entire month of wasted time off of, a 365 day period. If you just plan, I probably spend more time planning and then like actually doing a lot of things because yeah. like once you like spend the time planning and like you don't necessarily have to spend a ton of time, but like right. for say like Stad Stock Society like shoots, I know that like I spend more time planning them than I actually do shooting the thing that I'm trying to do because I like have in mind, you know, like, okay, what are we doing? What are we mm -hmm. shooting? Where are we doing this? What props do we need? Like right. what images like, what's the shot list so that when we get there and I'm actually shooting, it's like, okay, one, two, three, like, let's just, you know, get the shots and then we're done. And it doesn't have to be like, well, maybe we could do this or maybe let's try that. Like, no, just do it. 
<laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I love that. So I want to break down each of your weeks because I find this really interesting. So CEO time, what does that CEO week look like for you? Yeah, so um, it's planning for shoots, kind of the behind the scenes, like, okay, I have like a general, um, I'd say probably three to six month calendar of what my shoots look like for the next coming months, but they're not planned like specific details. So like, for example, um, I'm doing something that's very like self care and like beauty related. I know that I'm going to rent a space to do that. So it's like thinking about logistics, like, okay, what types of props do we need for this? Um, what do we need to do to secure the location? Um, I'm going to have at least one or two models. What do we need to do to get them on board and make sure that we have hair and makeup if we need, or, um, if we have to have certain like insurance forms or like paperwork that we need, um, to submit to a location a lot of times. So making sure that like all of that, um, and I have like templates for like any time we have like shoots that are not in the studio or different places and making sure that everyone on my team is on board and knows what they have to do in order to make sure that like when we get there, like, like we're good to go because um, I don't want to like the last thing I want is to be able to like show up at a location and then like not have what I need or not you know no one told the model or no one <laughs> no one booked hair and makeup um, we just need to make sure that like everything is in order and so having that planning week and having specifically a planning meeting with my team um, helps to make sure that everything is on track for when we're actually doing the content creation week um, so CEO week is also looking at a whole ton of spreadsheets. I am a numbers nerd. I actually like my background is in finance. I was a financial advisor before I worked in marketing, before I was a photographer. So like I come from a very numbers nerdy focus. Like I went to math. Oh. Like that's how nerdy I am about numbers. Um, so I spent a lot of time looking at spreadsheets, looking at reports, um, looking at, you know, what photos people are downloading, what, um, types of memberships are more popular than others or people setting up for a quarter or a year or what types of things are generating more or less income um, what content upgrades are getting <laughs> higher conversions and lower conversions where's the room for improvement so I spent a lot of time on looking at all the numbers financials membership data um, and then I also connect with my PR strategist on what we're pitching for the month so um, she kind of works independently, but we do connect to just say like, okay, this is what we want to do this month. Um, these are the people that we're pitching. This is who you want to get in front of and things like that. So that's kind of my CEO week. I love that. Thank you so much for describing all of that. Now, do you block this off on your Google calendar or do you use Asana or do you use both? I'm curious. Both. Um, mainly Asana because I have a lot of like recurring, um, Recurring tasks, but they also... I love recurring tasks. <laughs> subtasks. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and it's easier to just, you know, like if I'm duplicating a specific thing that we're doing every month and it has, like, assigned to all the right people on a regular basis, it's just easier to do things that way. Um, but then I do actually, like, block off time on my Google Calendar for, like, specific meetings and things like that. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's very similar to what I do. So I was just seeing if you had a different way of doing it that I could still. So yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, okay, so now going to your next week. That was content creation week, right? So yes. what does that look like? So content is when we take all the photos for all the things for the most part. Um, I would say 
The biggest thing is um, Stroud Stock Society. I'm currently adding anywhere from like 75 to 100 photos to our library every month. So that's usually three to four different collections. Um, and once we get to content, we, we've already planned everything out. So it's just a matter of like doing it. Um, and I am very diligent during the planning part. So like I said, like I have a shot list for any shoot that we do. I know exactly what we're trying to do. Um, everything in terms of like logistics is pretty much planned before. So it's just like doing it. Um, and I can spend probably usually during my like content week, I spend two to three days on shooting things and then two to three days, you know, depending on, um, like editing and uploading and like getting all the content in a place where people can actually like access it. So, um, it helps for me because most of, so I have two, two of my main clients for my like, um, custom content are retainer clients. So it doesn't change much from month to month. It's, they send me new products. Um, we know what we're doing in terms of shooting, you know, if it's, you know, this month is like a lot of spring content because it's spring and it happens to work out that I'm doing spring content for the South Stock Society too. So when I'm thinking during our planning week, it's like, okay, we need lots of pastels. Like someone's going shopping and buying a bunch of pastel stuff. <laughs> and um, it, a lot of it is stuff that we can use for multiple shoots, which is great because a lot of like the seasonal content throughout the year, you know, I can think like, okay, I'm going to spend $100 on ornaments, but I'm going to be able to use them in multiple ways. Um, so it's not just like I'm spending money for the sake of spending money. <laughs> um, but all of that kind of goes into the planning. So like once I get to the content, um, it's just shooting, I'm styling, shooting and editing. And I pretty much like on a regular basis, I'm taking like over... I would say like one to 2,000 photos, depending on the month. Um, I'm not using all of them, obviously. Um, but a lot of times, um, especially like when I have models or if I'm renting space, I will try to think like how many shoots can I get done? So like maybe I only need 50 for the Stout Stock Society, but can I plan a month and a head? Can I, you know, batch it so that, you know, I know next month, like I want to take two weeks off maybe to go on vacation. So how can I maximize the time that I'm spending this month? And, you know, since I already have a model, I already have a location, like just shoot extra collections or um, a lot of times, like if I rent space and I know that it's photogenic and maybe I'm doing some things like for myself or for a client, I'll also bring mochi. So <laughs> I'll shoot a bunch of pictures in mochi because I'm like, well, I'm already here and it's ready photogenic and, you know, I have all these props. So like, let's just stick her in the shot um, and see if we can you know, get some, some seasonal content for her as well. So I try to, as much as possible, try to have, you know, all my locations um, or props or things that go into the shoot and make sure that I'm getting the most out of them to maximize the time that I do spend creating content. Because it's weird, I think, for a lot of people that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a photographer, but I only take photos like three days a month. Like, <laughs> I'm literally spending the majority of my month not taking photos of things. but. Um, it's mainly because when I am doing that, I'm super focused and I'm not doing all the other things. Yeah, I think that's great. And I, I love that you talked about maximizing time because the whole time I'm listening, all I hear is 
wow, she is so maximizing every second of her days that she's working. And I love that because that's exactly how my mind thinks is, okay, how can we maximize this 30 minute window? And I kind of make it a game, you know, like how many things can I, mul- not, it's not multitasking. It's kind of multi-purposing a situation, but love it. I love it. Okay. Now your marketing week. Can you explain how that works? Yeah. So my marketing week, um, like I said, I try to have one monthly marketing focus for, um, for each business, but for any given business, um, in particular, I think that for me, um, there's, I like, because my background is in marketing, I like always want to do things. Like I always want to like try something new or test this theory or, um, just like there's always things that I could be doing from a marketing perspective. But I know that if I let myself do all the things I could easily get overwhelmed and I'm not going to be able to do any of them as well as I would like to. So I just like kind of set myself rule. I'm like, you're doing like one new thing every month and that's it. So you can't, you can't do all the things and, you know, maybe that means certain things like happen more slowly than others, but like, that's fine. That's like, this is the business that I've built to live the life that I want to live. <laughs> and to be able to do that, that means focusing and prioritizing and just doing one thing at a time. Um, so like, for example, um, I guess last month, um, my focus was updating email sequences. So I wanted to go in and review all of my like automations, um, figure out like what I can do to increase conversions. Um, you know, we worked on some of the copy, um, we added some automations where there weren't automations. We, uh, tweaked some of the things that were happening in terms of, um, like actually opt-in forms and where they were, where they weren't, things like that. So that was like the focus for the week. And it was everything from like the copy and the graphics and um, just like testing everything and getting it set up the way that we wanted to do. And then I'm just not touching it after that. It's like, okay, I'm not, let's do this thing. And then uh, during my next CEO week, I can go in and look and see like, you know, what happened? Like, did this actually do anything? What were the results? Um, but for me, just like saying like, this is the thing that I'm doing this week. And this is the thing that I'm focusing on. And um, sometimes it's the same, like across businesses. But like, for example, Mochi doesn't really have an email sequence. Like that's not something that's part of her business. But um, she did need website updates last month. So that was kind of like her thing. And it was just like, okay, Mochi needs, it was really an new website we moved her from Squarespace to WordPress and um and I basically just moved all the existing content and and built some pages out to help um her audience kind of consume information in a better way um so things like she gets questions about her outfits all the time so we built out an outfits page where people can actually like go and click and specifically shop the things that she's wearing in her outfit pictures um so just like things like that but then you know, like next month for her, um, it's setting up WooCommerce because we're adding physical products to her business. And like for my business, um, (laughs) yeah, like for the South Sox Society, it's focusing on our affiliate marketing plan and making sure that we have like a sequence that our affiliates go through and figure out what we need to do to improve that. So just focusing on like one aspect of each business (laughs) at a time makes it so much easier to just say like, okay, this is what I'm doing and I'm going to do it. And then, you know, on to the next. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I'm obsessed with the fact that you do something, but then you don't touch your marketing until CEO week. I think that is so important because that's something that I struggle with a bit because I want to know the numbers within 72 hours and look at them. But I think that I would definitely de-stress a lot if I was like, oh, I have to wait till CEO week to look at the numbers um, because that's so big. But okay, so I really like how you have CEO week content creation, and then marketing because, um, and I'm not sure if you've listened to the episode of the SOA method, but it talks about how to identify every high priority and money-making task in your business. And then those are the only ones you focus on. So then we create recurring routines with them. And, and I think that's episode 55. I could totally be wrong on that, but you just check and it's somewhere around that area, <laughs> but it's, um, the SOA method. And it, it talks a lot about how, we're really identifying what's making money. And that's exactly what you did, but you simplified it even more. Like you're literally just focusing on three things. And that is you simplified your business to where you were only working on content creation, marketing, and CEO work, which is exactly what's making you money. And you're doing nothing more. And I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. And so I will say that while it sounds very simplified, I do have, um, things that I'm automating and outsourcing. So it's not that I'm, you know, totally ignoring certain things. I'm just not spending any time on them and I don't want to. Um, so even things like within marketing, like I talked kind of more high level strategy and like, these are like, you know, I want to like look mm -hmm. at my funnels on a larger level, but like I'm outsourcing a lot of the marketing that I do in terms of, um, I have a virtual assistant who does all my social media scheduling and creating graphics and, you know, actually like, uh, creating posts for like Twitter and Facebook and like things that I don't really spend any time on. The only, I'm going to say social media because I don't really think it's social media, like the platform that I spend time on um, actively um, doing kind of strategy or even any sort of the day-to-day -day stuff is Pinterest. And it's because that's the one that brings the most traffic to my site. So it's the only one that I'm kind of actively involved in and not, that's actually not true. I do stuff on Instagram also, but it's kind of a side of, I'm on Instagram for mochi all the time. <laughs> like I'm just back and forth between. Um, but in terms of um, marketing and, and the tasks that I spend, like I sort of identified for myself, well, kind of from the top level, I focus on recurring income, things that bring me recurring income and not just one-off projects. So for me, that's style talk society and retainer clients. I do take on other clients for one-off projects, but only things that I'm really, really excited about and that I know that I can do well and, and that fit within the schedule. Um, so I don't honestly take on a lot of new individual clients because it's just not really worth my time. Um, so I focus on recurring income. I focus on email marketing um, because it's my highest converting marketing tool at this point. Um, so for me, that means um, Pinterest because that's the thing that drives the most traffic to my website. Um, promoting my free stock photos anywhere that I can because I know that's the opt-in that leads to people who are paying customers. Um, I don't spend time, like I said, like in Facebook groups or scrolling through Instagram or having coffee chats with people or consuming content in general. I just find that um, I don't I, it's easy to get distracted by other people and other things and wanting to try new things or thinking like maybe I'm not doing something right or seeing that someone else is doing it better. So I just like kind of try to keep the blinders on and not spend time consuming other people's content um, and, and just be really focused on the marketing things that I am doing and then the things that I kind of want to do but don't 
want to spend my own time, outsource or automate. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, cause I definitely outsource a lot in my business, like those little projects. And it sounds like you definitely outsource a lot of your social media, which I actually went in the other direction where I outsourced different things more like on the editing side or, you know, the other things. Cause I like social, I don't like like Facebook page. I don't even post on that. Cause I'm like, whatever, or Twitter. I don't do that. But, um, I've outsourced my Pinterest. I've outsourced anything that wasn't relationship building. Cause I wanted to pour all my time into my community and just loving on people. But I think it depends on who you are and your business because you know, some people really don't enjoy that. And so you need to outsource your Facebook group posting and you need to outsource that kind of stuff. You know, it all depends on who you are as a person and who you are as a business owner. Um, I think it's really important to have self-awareness. And also I like how you figured out not only what you like to do, but then you figured out what was giving you the best data and you figured that out during CEO week. And that's, that's definitely important because I think a lot of us just kind of make a, oh, let's just decide this, you know? And if we actually look at the data and the numbers, you can see how much Pinterest is driving traffic. You can see how much your email marketing is doing. If everyone's doing the best, pour all that energy into that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that a lot of people get distracted by like, well, I should also be doing these other things. And like, if you can't automate it or outsource it, like, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I think a lot of people have that like FOMO or just like feel like they should be doing things because people on the internet tell them they should. And I'm just like, no, do what works for you and like don't do the other stuff. No, I, swear, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> like, and this is like lessons learned from, you know, obviously <laughs> wasting time doing things that I thought I should be doing or, um, you know, wanted to be doing because other people were doing it. But like when it comes down to, to my business and the way that um, I want to run things to have the life that I want to live, like mm -hmm. it just makes me think no a lot. I love that. So I feel like so far we've covered how to time block and time constraints and how important those are. And then also you were talking about looking at your money making tasks and only focusing on those and really simplifying what you're actually spending your time on. And then also how important planning is and planning in advance, making sure you have that plan and you are blocking off time on your calendar for that. But is there any other strategies or productivity tips that have really helped you in batching your weeks? Yeah. So when it comes to actually the specific tasks that I want to do in a week, I know a few things about myself. I know the times of the day that I am more productive for certain types of tasks. Uh, for example, anything that requires writing sentences, I have to do in the morning because I can't write at all, like after lunchtime. I just yeah. know that, you know, if I say like, I'm going to write a blog post or an email, that it'll take me 30 minutes if I do it in the morning. It might take me three hours to do it in the afternoon. So knowing yourself and knowing what types of tasks, um, you do better at certain times of the day. So I tend to schedule like podcast interviews or calls, like anything that's like not writing um, in the afternoon. And some things like shooting or editing, I can do any time of the day. It doesn't really matter. But knowing that if there's certain tasks in your business that maybe you like doing less or you enjoy doing more, what the best time of day for those things are. And then in terms of the actual scheduling of tasks, um, I know that I am more productive and more motivated at the beginning of the week. So I use the very, um, I would say made up method of the, the three, three, two, two, one method of scheduling tasks, 
which basically means I have three priorities on Mondays and Tuesdays, two priorities on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and one priority on Fridays. Because I know that at the beginning of the week, I'm super productive, I get a lot done, I'm motivated. By the end of the week, I'm like, I just wanna go to Pilates and hang out with my dog. So that's why I schedule my week so I don't feel, like before I was scheduling, you know, three priorities every single day. And I would get to Friday and be like, I don't wanna do all these things, I'm pushing them off to Monday. And then I thought, like, what if I just front load my week with the things that I want to get done and have it so that, you know, as the week goes on, I'm not trying to do as much because then I know that, you know, I can enjoy the time that I do have and I don't have to, like, think, like, oh, I really need to get three things done today because I don't. I have to get one thing done and then I can pat myself on the back and move on. Um, so that's kind of like a mental trick that I've used to hack my way into more productivity, but it also just like makes me feel better because I, I would have tasks that I didn't accomplish and it would make me feel like, oh, I need to work on the weekend or, you know, I should really just like not go to dinner and, and finish this thing on a Friday when it was like, this is stupid. Like I don't, you know, there's time that I have that I, could get this done. It just happens to not be on Friday. So how can I move it to a different day of the week to get more done? And magically things got done. And I think it's just, you know, knowing yourself and knowing the types of things that you like doing or don't like doing. And even like knowing when you feel more productive or less productive and making sure that you're getting most done in the times when you do feel productive. Um, so that during the rest of the time, you just don't have to. Yes. Yes, totally. I love that. Yeah, I, I've never heard of the three, three, two, two, one. Maybe it's because it's from the made up method, but <laughs> I, I like that. I've never heard that before. So is there any other productivity tips that you're using for batching weeks? Um, so in terms of any, any like recurring tasks, I think mm -hmm. that if you can have a system or a process that you really have like mapped out and to the point where like I know if I am you know during CEO week one of the things I do is like review a bunch of different reports so I have in Asana literally a recurring task where I have all of those reports that I can check off with like links to like anything specific if it's like you know a Google Doc or whatever it is I'm not wasting time figuring out like okay let me go search my Google Docs for this thing and I can literally like go to my task list and see like okay here's this report click on it review it, check it off. And like making sure that anything that you're doing on a recurring basis, you just have a system set up for it. So you really are maximizing the time that you have and you're not wasting time, you know, like looking for a file or, you know, trying to find an email that someone sent you at some point in time. And I think anytime that you have a system that you can just like codify, like this is what I'm doing, it makes it so much easier and helps you spend less time um, doing it. And then also making sure that if you, um, are the type of person who schedules so I don't normally schedule out like hour by hour what I do um, during my weeks just as I sort of work weird hours and like the flexibility of you know for me it's it's kind of like morning afternoon night or <laughs> my time chunks but I don't say like I'm gonna do this at 2 p.m. unless it's like a call with another person um, but for me the things that do have specific times are the ones that are like what I call like daily tasks that aren't priorities. So things like checking my email. Um, I do, I check it twice a day, kind of at the same time every day, and I don't look at it in between. Um, because if I do, then I get distracted and 
Um, I just don't want to spend time where I should be doing other things, like responding to dumb emails. And so because of that, I'm probably not the most responsive person by email. And I, I either respond like right away or like not for a while. That's kind of that is so me. You either get it within five minutes or five days. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just, I'm very focused on like priorities. It's specifically a high priorities and things with deadlines and anything that isn't one of those things like just gets pushed. Um, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I get back to you, <laughs> but I am, I, I like, I often feel guilt about like the one email that someone sent me in December that I still haven't replied to because it's just like not a priority in my life. Um, but, but besides that, um, so things like emails are like when I do, um, I do kind of schedule time when I'm like engaging on Instagram specifically, like I know mochi posts like in the afternoons between three and four. And so I'll usually take a break from whatever I'm doing and use that time to, you know, post for her and then also like engage with people in her audience and my audience and the Stout Stock Society audience. I have like four Instagram accounts that <laughs> I spend a lot of time on, but it's really not a lot of time because it's like once a day. Um, and then sometimes like at night if I'm like watching TV or something and just, you know, because I'm really bad. My husband and I both have this problem. Um, it's it's the dual screen. We we're like the type of people who like can't even just have one screen in front of us all the time. We need two screens. So like for example, I can't just watch TV. I have to watch TV and be on my phone. Or like I can't just like be doing something on my iPad. I have to have something on my iPad and on my laptop because just just like. I can't, I can't like just listen to a podcast. I have to listen to podcasts like while I'm writing emails. Like I just, I, I feel like I'm wasting time <laughs> if I don't have two screens. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. I'm, I'm big on that too, <laughs> especially with podcasts. I can't listen to, I can't just listen to podcasts without doing something else. Cause I feel like I'm wasting my time, but. Yeah. Um, and I can't listen to the, I bet you're the same way. I can't listen to them at like normal speed. I like, no, no. I, can't. <laughs> so I like 2X it. And then when I talk to people in real life, I'm like, where is the 2X button? <laughs> like yes. You're talking so slow. Yes. Yes. Totally. <laughs> um, okay. So I do have a question. Uh, one last question is how far in advance do you plan? So do you have quarterly plans? Do you have an annual plan? How far in advance do you plan your business? So. The shorter answer is really quarterly. Um, I have an annual plan, but it's very loose, is what I would like to say. Um, I kind of have like big goals, things that I want to achieve during certain quarters, um, things that I know make sense to do in certain quarters, um, but they're not really specifically planned out either, you know, by the week or by the day, because it's just like for me looking at 90 days at a time makes the most sense. Um, you know, like 90 days ago, well, my business hasn't really changed much in the last 90 days, but last year it was changing every 90 days, like drastically. So <laughs> to say that like, you know, in January, I'm trying to tell you what I'm doing in November. Like I have no idea. I mean, I have, I have a very loose idea of what's happening in November, but yeah. So I would say quarterly for the most part. And then, um, and that's kind of specifically like what I'm doing on a month to month basis. And then during my CEO week, I might work on like really, really specifically, like this is what we're doing on a day to day basis as opposed to like during my marketing week, this is my focus. Right. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I do. I do the same thing. I have a very loose annual plan and then I have a way looser five-year plan, but my quarterly plans are very 
very uh, detailed. So yeah, awesome. Okay, I was just curious. Now, I'm so glad that you came on, seriously, and I want people to be able to stalk you. So where is the easiest way for people to find out more about you? Okay, so ldruin.com is probably the easiest because mm -hmm. I went to the Stout Stock Society and Mochi of the City from my own website. Um, but yeah, I'm ldruin on social media, anywhere you can find me. Um, and the Stout Stock Society is pretty much linked anywhere you can find me. And Mochi is linked anywhere you can find me. So <laughs> <laughs> you can find us all by just stalking me. <laughs> nice, nice, perfect. Well, thanks so much again for coming on, L. This has seriously been so much fun. Thanks for having me.